Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. East Strick and Austin Orman here, 2 to 4 each day. This also this show is sponsored by Mary Ellen's Food for the so And we are uh, we're going to dig into a little something because uh, as we know spring tra- uh, spring practice has begun for the uh, the Huskers. And um, listen there's just something I've been thinking about, Austin, and I want to—I I really want to delve into this. And I also would love to hear from you, text line as well. We'll take a caller. I want to take a caller on this because um, this has been heavy on me, Austin. It's really been heavy on me as I've been looking at the program, watching it from afar. Listen, I've lived in Texas. I've lived in Florida. I get pummeled. Oh yeah, Nebraska used to be. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. And then you know, I, I love it when Florida guys talk about it. And I say, <laughs> well, the last time we really played y'all, we beat the brakes off of you. So I don't care what you say. Yeah, we're bad now, but you know, the, the last time we played you, we beat the brakes. So, but here's something I'm, I'm, I'm just really, I've really been thinking about Austin. I want to throw it out. So let's let's just start with Big Ten. Let's look at Ohio State and Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Two high level rivalries, teams that we've talked about. One, how can they break through? Ohio State has been basically the poster child of what Big Ten football is and looks like. And they kind of have a nationwide appeal that most Big Ten teams just don't get, right? But in the last two seasons, um, it seems as if this rivalry has in some way officially flipped on its head. And let's talk about rivalries, right? Um, Here's some rivalries. There was a time, because I was born in Alabama, I was born in Auburn, Alabama, so there was a time when Auburn and Alabama would kind of have its run, Auburn would kind of go hard at you, you know, definitely you can go back just as recently as a Cam Newton time frame, and they would go back and forth where they would win the state. One group would take take the state, win a little bit of Georgia. Georgia was always a stepchild. They was going in and getting all Georgia's meat. Now, that's not that's not happening anymore, right? So... When did that shift? When did it become that Alabama now is getting the cream of the crop pretty much of everything and now is it's like Auburn is like the little stepchild? Like it just the one – if, if it was Cinderella, you, you're Cinderella. You're getting pushed, kicked, you know, you're doing all the chores and Alabama is the ones that's going to the ball dressed up real nice, right? You can look at that. You remember there was a time when Oklahoma and Nebraska just used to kind of go back and forth. One, two, one, two, one, two. And it would be like you would you would see Nebraska if they would beat Oklahoma, dominate Oklahoma in a year, and win the national championship or whatever the case may be, or kind of be on the verge of it, that they would kind of win the recruiting battle. You see that with UCLA and, and USC. There was a time, right? Okay, I made my point. Now we find that that time has shifted in uh, uh, Michigan as well as Ohio State. And because you find that Michigan has now gone in and got two premium players, top tier, probably the best running back in the nation, was pulled out of Ohio State. And why is that? It's because they showed dominance. They showed, you know, just power. They showed that 
we 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 uh we're gonna overwhelm you and it's uh, something that a young running back of that style would love to kind of get behind right mm-hmm. now now the reason i want to say that and this is why i want to throw this to the uh, the text line as well as i will take a call what does nebraska have to do because we've lost some good ones first round draft picks let's just look at Noah fan no fan right here in our backyard tight end we're talking about tight ends now no fan right in our backyard shoots over across the border and that's he's not the only one, right? Far from it. Young kids, young great great linemen find themselves going up to North Dakota or going up to uh, South Dakota State, mm-hmm. and we're losing them, right? What do we have to do? If you look at the schedule, Soderhamen text line 402-464-5685, make a call. What do we at Nebraska need to do in this next year's schedule in order to basically win back the recruiting battle because Callahan, I think Callahan set us years back by what he did coming in here and basically just turning a blind eye to Nebraska talent and just let him kind of fly out the back door. And we haven't recovered from that ever since. Go. Comes down to three letters. One word. Win. Win. That's, that's all it is. Why do guys go to North Dakota State? Well, guess who's – the still the powerhouse at the FCS level, mm. North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Why do guys go to Iowa? Iowa's won more than Nebraska recently. That's why no fan left to to an offense that used tight ends, used him pretty well. That developed him for the NFL. Where oh by the way, he's still playing. Why do guys go to Kansas State? You know they've won more than Nebraska has <laughs> recently with a coach with a track record of development in Chris Kleiman, who again. North Dakota State. It comes down to win yeah. because Nick and I talked a lot about ideal. Hold there, versus. Sean. We're coming to you. We're coming to you. I'm gonna let Austin finish his thought. Just stay on the line. We, we Nick and I talked about the ideal versus the reality. Ideally, for Nebraska, you get all those in-state kids because they want to come here because you're the in-state program because they give you the best deal and because they win. That's not the reality right now. Mm-hmm. What Nebraska has to be able to offer the student athletes something more than this is hey this is your dream yeah, yeah yeah you know you have to be able to actually provide them with something tangible that they can bank on that they can rely on that they can use because if you don't they're gonna leave yeah the best way to get them back is to win love it we have somebody on the solder uh on the honda lincoln hotline sean joining us on the honda lincoln hotline what's what's your thoughts on this man my thoughts on it are um it's all going to come back to like previous segment you know the older players got to get involved um with the newer players if, in my humble opinion if they're not buying into the system i mean obviously the last several coaches we've had i don't think players were buying into it so that's going to trickle down to people wanting to come in and play for the university mm-hmm. well stated thanks john for your uh, your input on that uh, Soderham and text line also, we would love to hear from you uh, as well. Craig said it just like you said, Austin. Win, baby. Win. Win. And, and I think that is true. Um, and, and, and I will say that um, it's hard to sell Nebraska outside of tradition. Here, here's why. I, I say that because it's cold. It's But there's other schools like that. I'm just saying it's it's hard to sell. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to this, perception is reality, right? 
You ha- there's you haven't won in a while. Yes, you're a great tradition and all of that. What you used to be great at too is your facilities were bar none above the rest. But people are caught up with that, so you lose that. Then you you you've you've lost also just that 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 thing because there's no one that can sell it better than an in-state kid, right? How did how did the Fab Five get so great? It wasn't because the Fab Five just showed up. It was really Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard got with these young men, whether it be at seven oh seven oh, you know, if it was a seven oh seven, whoever it is, or whatever the place, or at whatever camp, and got to talking it up with Jimmy King and yeah, Chris, man, yo, Jay, Jay, man, we need to come. Let's just go out here and do this thing and make this thing special. We don't have nobody in state to do that. That's why you want to try to get the Chuckies, the Chucky Hepburns. That's why you want to try, because there's no one that can sell staying here and doing something special better than an in-state kid. That's that's basically all we did. There was a group of us that got together and just had a conversation, and let's go down and make Nebraska great, right? And so so here's, here's the thing. I'm saying this to say, y'all, how can we get Dylan Raiola? And it's going to go back to, I think, what you think, and that's win. They're going to have to win. But which games is it? Is it a bowl game? Is it a significant game? Is it Colorado? Is it, it you know, which games is it? Is it winning the West? I, I want to know because I think a, a, a securing of Dylan Raiola, if you can do it, can help change the trajectory because I know Dylan Raiola probably having conversations with receivers all over the country when they're going and doing these camps and five over. Mm-hmm. He's doing, hey, man, wherever you go, Dylan, yo, yo, holla at me. I guarantee you that's happening. I think that needs to happen. The game that Nebraska needs to win is the spring game, plain and simple, because Dylan Raiola is in this next class. You're not going to play another game before he commits. Mm-hmm. I, I feel very confident in that. Dylan Raiola will most likely – commit in the summer maybe this spring at the earliest but he's going to want to make that decision yeah he is so the reason i say you have to win the spring game as basic as it is as simple as it is you have to put a product out there as an offense that dylan raiola likes if you if you think he's that important if you want him to come to nebraska you have to present an offense that he can envision himself in mm-hmm. that he can envision himself not just you know being in playing and being a part of that he's the engine of that he sees himself as the driving force of you have to show that you have guys that he can trust to throw to you have to prove that you have guys that will be able to block for him give him a clean pocket you got to prove to him that you have running backs that can take some load off his shoulders so he doesn't have to come in with the weight of the world on him as a freshman and win the job or as a redshirt freshman and and, and win the job so mm-hmm. you got to also prove that hey you got a defense right yeah. They, they can back you up. They can give you the ball in advantageous positions that if you do make a mistake, they'll get it right back for you and give you another chance. Beating Minnesota, you know, playing tough with Colorado, beating Dion, not going to have an impact. Not be committed by that. Yeah. It, it's not going to happen. It's going to come down to the spring game. And even before the spring game, you got to win junior day this weekend. He's bringing in a lot of talent. You have to attract Dylan Raiola to attract that top talent. But if you sell one of those other guys that's talking to Dylan Raiola and he's like, man, I like it here. 
That's what you have to do. I like it. The other thing I would say, going back to the in-state part for for a moment and, and tying it into the rivalry, it would be one thing if Nebraska lost Carter Nelson to Alabama, for example. It's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. It's still a machine. It stinks. You put the full court press on the kid, but compare Nebraska and Alabama right now, you can't. That would hurt. It would mm-hmm. sting. What would hurt worse is losing him to Iowa because they're right there. Mm-hmm. Because they've come in, they've done it before. Mm-hmm. Because that is a budding rivalry. So you can't just recruit all the in-state kids because they're in-state. You're going to miss out on some that go to programs that are bigger and better than you right now. You can't lose kids to Iowa. You can't lose them to Kansas State. You can't lose them to North Dakota State anymore. Because if those programs identify a player in your state that they want, it's got to be good enough for Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Those programs are ahead of Nebraska right now. If they're good enough for a higher standard than what Nebraska's played to, they ought to be good enough for Nebraska. You can't lose those regional recruiting battles. And then if you get, you know, a big kid, like a four or five star like Carter Nelson is, or the example you use, Michigan, Michigan taking that running back out of Ohio. Sure, Ohio State runs the state of Ohio. They get their pick of the litter. If they were to lose a running back like that to Georgia, to Alabama, to Clemson, that those are their peers, and that would, you know, I'm sure make Ryan Day just as upset. But what makes him more upset is losing him to Michigan, right next door, the team up north that you never want to lose a player to. Yeah. That hurts more than losing him anywhere else. It has yeah. to. Yeah, there's no question about it. Now, now, just throwing this out, does 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 um well, first of all, Craig Reynolds um on the Solder Hammond text line says yes, win, but show the kids that you can develop them to get them through the next level. And I think that's what the importance of like the transfer portal that has been for us and what has happened over the last two years because it, we've gone on a, on a quite a drought. I mean, high-level draft picks just wasn't always the case for periods of stretches of time at Nebraska. And so what happened last year, what Trey Palmer is doing, mm-hmm. um, that that's kind of opening the eyes for those. And I think what, what coaching style for Rule is going to bring to the table is also going to also do the same. But you're absolutely right. I, I like that. Um uh, let's see. Thanks, Ryan in Nashville. We appreciate that. Um, uh, your your comment as well. Uh, let's see, Justin. To win the recruiting battles for quarterbacks, you have to not only win but prove that you can protect your your current quarterback with good line play. Absolutely, and that's that's what I think is a key component for this year as well. And it's something that they're going to want to see. I think that's why the running game is also going to need to be established. But that's what I was going to throw to you: um, is losing like Zane Flores top, you know, top quarterback in your state finds his way going down to Oklahoma State and do you think this had a lot to play in it or is it just that they probably wasn't on it because my understanding is just 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 the Husker staff of that time just wasn't heavy and and rule was just you know the, the you know rules was just a little bit late getting in on that the battle. bigger one would be Kalen in the same class yeah. from, from Bell West um Flores this has no connection to the staff so I I can't put that one on them uh it, it Delicate balance, though, between recruiting Dylan Royola and, and Daniel Kalen. Because as a competitor, I'm sure Kalen looks at that and like, I'm just as good as this guy. Uh, I, I trust my skills as much as this guy. Nebraska should want me just as much as him. And I'm sure that's the message. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have both those guys on campus is that we want you both equally. We think you're, you're equally talented. We like you both. 
And the hope is that, you know, if you're, you're Dylan Rayola, you're not arrogant saying, oh, they think I'm only as good as this kid. They don't really like me that much. Um, but on the other hand, you don't want to give off any perception to Daniel Kalen that you do think he might be a half step down from yeah. Dylan Rayola. Because you can, there, again, there's a balance there because you have to be honest with the guys about what you think about them. But e- either one would have been good for Nebraska. Yeah. You can't completely shut the door on Daniel Kalen if he transfers, but he's not going to be at Nebraska next year. Probably not the year after that either. Makes it that much more important to go get Dylan Raiola. Make sure he's he's in Lincoln, because if you miss out on him, you don't Oof. have a quarterback in this class. Yeah. Essentially, your quarterback in this class is Jeff Sims. Yeah. Okay, better be right on him, because if not, yeesh, watch out. Yeah, and 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 listen, Ray on the Sutter Hammond text line throws it out as well, and I think this is this is pretty. It, it, this this goes to my point. It's so tough to recruit against perception. It's one of the things that even myself, as I was helping to recruit young men from out of South Carolina, like Mikey Moore, and and you know, I, I was one of the guys that they gave the recruits to because. You know, not that I'm just a super salesman, but because I, I, I actually lived here, experienced here, but still was a high level type of a player. But but um, he says, if recruits watch TV at all, the media has them convinced that Memorial Stadium is smack dab in the middle of a cornfield. It's hard to recruit against the perception. That's what I'm saying. And that's why it's important to have previous guys that have come here, that have come out of L.A., that have come out of Florida, that and still live here. A good portion of these guys that, that have come, even on the basketball team, that have come from other places, they actually still live here. And it's once you get here, until you get here, you don't really get a chance to understand that. So uh, that's one point. Is that something you want to address before I talk about one more text before we get out of here? I, I think it can be both real and overblown at the same time because you get plenty of recruits that come in and say, oh, yeah, I thought it was just cornfields. thought it was out in the middle of nowhere. And, yeah, I'm sure that still happens. But as frequently as games are televised nationally, I mean, you're watching Nebraska on TV every week now. I do think that's overblown. Okay. I like it. Bill and Bennett says, Riley and Frost really screwed up the program. Thoughts? Sure. Yeah. Hard to argue. How? What did they do successfully? Mike Riley had a nine-win season. That's number one better than what Scott Frost did, but you hear the reports from the former players. You just... What have you done? What did they do? Not a thing. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I have to agree with you. Um, So thank you guys on the text line as well. Thank you, Sean, for calling in. Uh, We're greatly appreciated. It was just something that was really on my mind. It was something that was really – I just was really thinking about. I'm trying to really figure out what can Nebraska do? How can they figure this thing out? What significant win could they have in next year's schedule? that can really help like it did for Michigan. Michigan in two years have literally shifted the coin that now has shifted in their favor. And I, I think it's dope. I think it's something that Nebraska can do, and I hope that they can do again. Um, you know, definitely while Iowa is kind of teetering on the teeter-totter a little bit, and they're will, they're ready to fall off. They don't know where they want to go with their program at this point. You got to go win those. You're shifting possibly out of a – uh, you know, the uh, the divisions. And so you don't know what that's going to look like. So you want to really start to establish yourself in the hierarchy of, of being able to pick and get the this picks year. of the litter. This year is an, is an important year for them. Uh, thank you guys once again for joining in and tapping in. Um, we're going to go and do shootout with Strick. Stricky, 
2-0. 3-0 if you add Nick. Nope, we're not. You got to win today to be the champ. You're unbelievable. Come on, man. Nick won. You see how they do Nick me? Won. They don't want Streaky. The text line loves Streaky to win, but you guys do not like my 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 people's in here. But we're gonna go. We're gonna fight it out. Call in to the uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline 402-464-5685. Shootout with Streak coming up next.